You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, Mo Shearer, Senior Sales Executive, Trinity Logistics. logistics landscape has shifted dramatically during the pandemic and shippers have had to adapt to keep up with the changes. The fresh and frozen food sector has had to deal with not only capacity shortages at the ports, but also increasing demand signals from consumers. So what options do shippers have to keep their supply chains flowing? Mo Shearer, Senior Sales Executive at Trinity Logistics, joins us to share some logistics food for thought. Joining me today is Mo Shearer, Senior Sales Executive for Trinity Logistics. Mo, thank you so much for joining the show today. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate the invitation. It's good to have you. How are you holding up, by the way, with everything that's going on? Uh, it's it's not it's not been too bad. Uh, the position I'm in, the main the main knock has been the lack of travel. There's usually a lot of travel involved with what I do, but unfortunately, we've been pretty much on lockdown. But the Zoom meetings, you know, Microsoft Team meetings, the endless uh, emails—it's all pretty uh, par for the course. <laughs> very good, very good. So, uh, Mo, let me uh, get you to introduce yourself to the audience a little bit more, if you could. Uh, give us a little bit about your background and what you're currently doing with Trinity today. Sure, absolutely. Uh, I started my career in logistics uh, a very long time ago. I was a freshly minted uh, graduate out of Clemson University. And I actually went to work for Purdue Farms, the poultry producer, uh, as one of their logistics coordinators, uh, managing all the transportation out of their uh, one of their distribution centers in Emporia, Virginia. And then from there, uh, my path took me through uh, a couple of sales positions within the pharmaceutical landscape. But then I came back to logistics back in 2009, uh, working for a small regional 3PL and then had an opportunity to kind of jump ship and go to a larger, more robust opportunity at Trinity. Uh, that's been almost six years now. And then, of course, Trinity was acquired by Burris Logistics uh, back in the spring of 2019, which is kind of where it leads me to today uh, in the uh, an executive sales role, really kind of almost like an enterprise position where we're selling all the different facets within the Burris umbrella not just the 3PL uh, services we offer at Trinity, but our warehousing, our e-commerce, a little bit of fleet work, even uh, there's a food service uh, angle to it as well. Mm. Well, let's touch on that food service. Uh, Given the current climate, uh, with all of the challenges that the uh, pandemic is uh, throwing our way, uh, food service has to be um, uh, rife with its own set of uh, of obstacles. So what kind of challenges are you seeing in the fresh and uh, frozen food transportation sector? Well, you know, Jeff, honestly, it's, it's it's a little bit embarrassing because it's been almost like a like a like a gold mine per se because the demands for food have obviously have had a huge uptick. Uh, the real challenge is really finding capacity. There's such a huge demand right now for both uh, you know refrigerated and frozen transportation. LTL, truckload, even within the uh, intermodal world and, uh, and uh, international shipping, it's really gotten crazy. Um, you know, the, these, these protein producers, for example, they're beyond capacity, and it's just been nonstop demands for transportation to get these products out and into the stores and in the hands of the consumers as they deal with, you know, being kind of locked down at home, uh, not really having a chance to kind of get out and go to their favorite restaurants, et cetera. There, you know, a lot of uh, 
a lot of folks really hunkering down. And, and unfortunately, you're seeing a lot of folks that are, uh, that are trying to buy in bulk. I don't know if they're afraid that they're not going to get back out to the grocery store, but it's been kind of crazy these yeah. last nine months. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll admit that uh, we definitely did some of that bulk buying early on ourselves. So, uh, um, Have there been any shifts in the logistics landscape? I mean, what are shippers currently faced with? Well, I mean, it goes back to what we were seeing even before the pandemic where, you know, trucking uh, was losing a lot of drivers just to, to age and to some of the, uh, to some of the changes in the way that the, uh, the log books were being managed and going to that electric log book really put a lot of guys uh, out of the industry. And uh, really, the pandemic just just multiplied that demand for an already diminishing capacity. Uh, you know, one of the biggest challenges we face right now is how do we make being a, a truck driver attractive to this younger generation? You know, there there's no one that's really coming in and, and picking up these positions. It's it's been a, a real real challenge trying to pull people into these uh, CDL classes to get their license and actually get behind the wheel. So really it just, it's, it's the same issues we've had the last five to 10 years, just kind of uh, really multiplied by the, uh, you know, increase in demand for, uh, for capacity. Yeah. Now on the commodities side of things, one of the commodities that you guys work with, probably one of the bigger ones um, uh, is seafood is from what I understand. Are there additional uh, nuances you have to take into account when you're shipping uh, this particular commodity? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, seafood, for whatever reason, just strangely became one of the primary styles, especially for me specifically uh, as I worked through my career at Trinity, uh, you know, attending the, the Seafood Expo up in Boston, which I believe is the second largest seafood show in the world, uh, really provided an, an ample amount of opportunities and introductions to companies um, I mean, you know, there's really nothing different you do per se as far as, you know, loading the trucks and the transportation of it. Um, one of the big things is the, the value. You know, you, ha- you have to make sure that you've got the correct uh, insurance coverage for a lot of these loads. You know, their average driver carries $100,000 in insurance. And unfortunately, a lot of these loads go beyond that. So you've got to be able to work with, uh, with your insurance providers getting, you know, riders for the additional insurance you know, one of the things we, we do very well at Trinity is the, the vetting of our carriers. And one of the most important questions we ask because of our seafood tie-in is to make sure that they're not, they don't have a seafood exclusion within that insurance policy. Uh, some insurers will not insure uh, seafood unless you pay an additional premium. Um, some of them just won't cover it all because they, don't, they, they know that there's a higher uh, opportunity for, uh, for, you know, insurance claims coming in on it. And then on the theft side, you've got to be very careful. You know, uh, the black market demands for all proteins, seafood, beef, pork, poultry, et cetera. It's one of the, uh, the most easily moved products. And you see a lot of these organized crime uh, groups get very, very creative. It's almost like a, like a, a constant uh, battle we face where we get one step ahead and they find a new way to kind of circumvent all these checks and balances we have. And then they're ahead of us. So, um, you know, there's a little bit of extra uh, legwork that goes into managing uh, those seafood loads when you're facilitating them. But anybody that's that's have any has had any experience within the industry, certainly shipping uh, seafood, understands those situations and, and has a an SOP in place that uh, you know if you follow it to the letter, you'll keep yourself out of trouble. Now I want to get back to the capacity shortage uh, for a second. 
what do shippers have to be more mindful of with the current capacity shortage at the ports? Is there something different that needs to be done there? Yeah, I mean, really, and, and, and this really speaks to the capacity issues in general. What, what really needs to happen from a shipper standpoint, you've got to have flexibility. Um, you know, the, the specific to the, to the ports, you're seeing these containers get stuck, you know, out to sea because there's just, there's not enough manpower to get them unloaded off the ships into the yard and then, you know, drayed to wherever they need to go. Um, I know, you know, the, the drayage companies that we partner with that are some of our, you know, key, uh, key partners, it's just, they go nuts. If they could run 24 hours, seven days a week, they would. I mean, it's, it's just crazy the amount of volume that's out there. And then, you know, you compound it with this huge influx of pandemic-related products, your hand sanitizers, masks, et cetera, all these items that are all of a sudden now in huge demand across the entire world. It's just, it's created a nightmare as far as the logistics on getting these, these containers off, unloaded, and then, you know, where they need to be. Again, you know, what really, what I would really uh, stress to, to any shipper is have a lot of flexibility worked into your, your pickup and your delivery dates. Uh, don't, don't carry inventories right down to the last unit and then go, okay, we need this truck by Monday because there's a really good chance that there's going to be a delay for a multitude of reasons. You know, it's just, it's, you've got to change that mentality of running things as lean as possible and relying on these these loads to get there exactly when you want, because unfortunately, that's just the climate we're in right now. There's a, a, a multitude of things that can happen that will delay these orders, and the more flexible you are, the better it's going to be for your overall business. Mm, okay. Now, speaking of that flexibility, uh, Trinity and Burst Logistics have the benefit of, of an integrated supply chain. So how uh, does that make things different for shippers? Well, the nice thing when we were acquired, when Trinity was acquired by Burris, especially from a sales perspective, it opened up this entire new bag of services, you know, new toys to play with per se. And, uh, you know, we own our own warehouses. We have a, an incredibly robust uh, 18 total warehouses right now uh, that we have access to. Then we also have our own uh, asset-based fleet with, you know, 200 tractors up to like 800, I think, trailers, refrigerated trailers that we run. And then of course you've got the, the carrier base and the, you know, just the, the platinum standard three uh, PL services we'd offered through Trinity to begin with. You couple all that together. We really become a one-stop shop. You know, we deal with uh, opportunities all the time where they're coming to us saying, Hey, look, we essentially want you to take over our entire supply chain. We're really good at making whatever the widget might be, whether it's, you know, ice cream or some kind of food service item or a protein. We're really good at that. We want to focus on that. We want you guys to help us efficiently manage our entire supply chain. And in the right circumstances, we're able to. You know, it's, it's of course, always looking for that right fit. And, of course, there's a limited amount of capacity that we even have within our warehouses. But when that right opportunity comes up, it's something where we can basically become your complete outsourced warehousing and, and transportation department for some of these customers. Awesome. Oh, a lot of good information there. Where can the audience go to uh, keep up with Trinity Logistics? Yeah, absolutely. Um, if, you know, looking for more information specifically around Trinity, you know, trinitylogistics.com is the uh, best source to come and get information. And of course, if anybody listening to this podcast would like to reach out to me direct, I can certainly share some more information with them personally. My email is mo.shear 
at trinitylogistics.com. That's M O dot S is in Sam, H E A R E R at trinitylogistics.com. And of course, um, you know, you can always go to the Burris websites as well uh, uh, with Honor Foods, with Burris uh, Logistics Direct. Any of those websites will direct you specifically to whatever it is that you're looking for as far as information uh, on some of the services we can offer. Excellent. And all of those links will be in the show notes, so you can click right there. Moshir, thank you so much for your time. Uh, Best of luck to you in Trinity, and stay safe, okay? Jeff, thank you for the time. I appreciate you. Stay safe and healthy as well, my friend. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash getil. That's bit.ly slash get underscore il and stay ahead of the 3PL game. The Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, call our dialogue line at 888-878-3247 or leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.